This is the Mindful Experiment Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Vic. Excited that you're here. This podcast is all about diving deep into the mind and understanding this experiment or this game we call life. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. The biggest battle we will ever have to face is the battle between you and you. It's the battle of taking your mind to that limit and then breaking through. On the Mindful Experiment podcast, we will share concepts, universal laws, and interviewing individuals who have done just that, who have gone through the dark times and through those moments allowed their light to shine bright. I'm your host, Dr. Rick Manzo, and I want to thank you for listening to the podcast and taking this journey with me as we discover different avenues to break through those limits, expand your reality, and evolve into the person you desire to be. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Dr. Jenna here. Jenna, thank you for being on the show today. It, it is such an honor to be have you on. Oh, it's uh, it's an honor to be here. Absolutely. It's funny because um, you were actually the first guest that I had on my podcast. So I'm glad that we're all we're coming back full circle here. So thank yeah, you. Stuff. I had such a great time on your podcast and I was like, I'm definitely going to have her on mine as soon as I get mine up and running for interviews. So uh, excited to have you on. And, and I'm excited for the listeners, more importantly, too, to what we're going to share today, because she has some cool stories to share and a uh, lot of nuggets and a lot of amazing stuff she has going on. So I'm just going to we're going to jump right in here. So um, one of the things as, as, as being a chiropractor, you know this already, and I always love starting out my podcast with this question because, um, and we'll dive it in two ways, if you don't mind, we'll, we'll, we'll tap into like the polling of what made you become a chiropractor. And I know that's going to turn into your other story of the stuff you're doing now too. Um, but I always ask that question is what, how did chiropractic find you? 
factors. And, you know, uh-huh. in chiropractic, we never say we seeked it out. For the most part, that doesn't happen. It's more like it pulled you in and said, hey, this, this is maybe an avenue to go. And here we go. Yeah. So um, a chiropractic actually found me when I was six. I was six years old. And that's when the, the seed was planted. And um, my mom had been in a really bad car accident before I was ever born. And so she went to a chiropractor um, right after the accident. She saw him maybe 20, 30 times. And he said, all right, uh, great. You're all, you're all done. We've healed you from this car accident. Just call me when you need me. And so she went on throughout her life. Um, and then about every four to six months, she'd get this awful crick in her neck that would come back. And so she'd go get another adjustment and she felt all better, um, after her adjustment. And so, um, to me, I thought Dr. Johnson was a miracle worker. And so at six, when I saw my mom, you know, crying in, in pain from crying it, crying with tears with pain, um, I saw that one adjustment made her feel better. So I was like, I'm going to grow up and help people. And that was really what I knew that I wanted to do anyways. I really had this calling ever since I was little to help people. Um, And so that started off this journey of what I thought chiropractic was all about pain relief. I then started um, working for a chiropractor when I was 17, right out of high school. And I started getting adjusted. And it was through my weekly adjustments with my wellness chiropractor that I actually stopped getting sick. Um, My mom's chiropractor never invited me to get adjusted. But when I was 17, I stopped getting sick. I had been sick my entire childhood. I missed about 30 days a year, every year from school, from one ailment to another um, because I was always sick. And um, chiropractic gave me my life back. So I'm, I'm... Uh, I will always be grateful because of chiropractic and um, getting my life back. And then that's the kind of office I have now is helping people get and stay well. Um, And so that has just birthed this amazing journey. So I'm very thankful for chiropractic to be this stepping stone of my journey. I love that. Such a powerful story. It's amazing how, you know, just uh, chiropractic, we're all all grateful for it. It all helped us in some way give us our life back. Would you agree? Oh, absolutely. And it's such a joy to share that with other people every day. I think everybody should see a chiropractor. So if you're not already, wherever you are listening, definitely find a great, um, especially great wellness to take care of you and your family. I so agree with you on that one. I don't think we'll disagree at all on that aspect anyway. So yeah. let's let the, so let's go ahead then and, and let's dive into then the of what you're doing now, because I love what you're doing now. I love your message. I love everything of what you're up to, uh, your podcast and all that. How did you, how did this evolve? Where did it come from? Mend yourself well. It really came from my own struggles and um, chiropractic was part of that for sure. Um, So one thing was, is, you know, I was only happy in life if I felt like I was growing and evolving And for most of my life, um, up until about two or three years ago, chiropractic was my identity. I mean, I ate, breathed, sleep. I mean, I lived chiropractic and it was just so much a part of me. I didn't know how to separate myself from that. And by doing so, I actually um, was so wrapped up in like, how do I grow my chiropractic office that I actually like started neglecting myself. Um, so, you know, this buzzword of self-care is really on the rise. And and I would go and get massages and manicures and pedicures, and I'd feel a little bit better, but it was like everything I did was, on, is, was only fleeting. 
And um, at the same time, like I was really struggling in my life and my practice. I wasn't happy. And I thought the solution to getting happier was to just evolve my chiropractic practice to the next level. And to me, that looked like a big wellness center. I wanted to grow and expand. I was about to triple my overhead at my office, get a a giant space. And I was going to have yoga, massage, counseling. I was going to have a nutrition shop, a juice bar. I was going to have all these things. And I was signing up for all of this um, in the middle of my husband in chiropractic school. So I'm the only one at home, um, you know, going to work and I'm supporting the family. And so I was really signing myself up for a lot of things. And the whole time I was neglecting, totally neglecting myself so I was just, you know, like this hamster wheel, like, I got to do this, I got to do that. And luckily, and by the grace of God, these plans fell through, because I don't know what would have happened if they wouldn't have, it wouldn't have fell through. But it led me to, I was basically office-less. I had all these patients that I didn't have an office to treat them with, because I, was, I had someone to take over my lease, trying to get another office, um, and it didn't work out. And it led me to this tiny like this tiny office. I have a tiny micro chiropractic office. It's um, like three or 400 square feet. I'm actually able to serve more people there than I was in my 1,000 square foot office. But that's another. And so when I, let, when I landed there, because this giant vision didn't pan out, I was like, now what? <laughs> what do I do now? Like my identity, my, my, my growth, my practice, my pride, like everything I had to reinvent. And um, I just said, you know what? This is a perfect time for me to figure out what I want to do, figure out, you know, what my life looks like outside of chiropractic because my life had finally simplified. I didn't have that elephant on my shoulders, um, the weight of the world on my shoulders. And so this was um, just about two years ago. It was about September of 2016. And then I said, okay, I'm going to start spending my time, energy, and money on me instead of building this practice of my dreams. Um, Because really what I found out what I was doing that whole time was just building what I thought I should have. Um, in chiropractic, we get a lot of um, pressure from other chiropractors of what a successful office looks like. And I think that that might, um, that probably identifies with other people, whatever profession you're in, but what success looks like to the outsiders. And so really I started to say, well, what does success look like to me? And really I wanted to be happy. I wanted to feel not tied down. Um, and I had been so tied down. So, um, October of 2016, I, um, went to a, a meditation uh, retreat and I was like, I have no idea. I've never been to a meditation retreat. I don't know what that's supposed to look like. I went and I said, I just want, I, because before I was like, I was in a million things. I was a little dabbling in this and I was dabbling in that and I was all over the place. And I, I really just wanted some direction for my life. I wanted to have that one thing that I could put my focus and energy to. And um, I went to the meditation retreat. We're in the middle of this chanting and deep inside of me, this like voice came alive and it said, speak, speak. 
speak. And then it like got louder and stronger and more powerful. It was like, speak, 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 speak. It was like drums beating just inside of me. And like every cell of my body was like vibrating. And I was like, oh my gosh, what is this? Like, I've never felt anything come alive in me from deep down. And I, I didn't know what it was, but I had always wanted to be a speaker, but I just had those beliefs. Like I'm not good enough. Nobody wants to hear me. Um, all of that. And uh, here I am, I'm rambling, right? Like I've never been able to speak like this before. I was always like, nobody wants to hear me. And so my journey over the last couple of years has been about mending myself well, of like getting over these beliefs that are holding me back so that I can do this thing that I'm being called to do. And I truly believe that everybody on this planet has a calling. Like they were, God put a calling inside of them before they were ever born. And it's our job to figure out what that is. And so chiropractic was just a stepping stone. Um, But speaking is like this next thing. And so that started my podcast. And then I was like, oh, I'm supposed to be a coach and I'm supposed to speak into the lives of others. So it's been this journey of mending myself well and um, getting over these things that have hurt my heart, hurt my beliefs, hurt my, my soul. Um, and then also taking care of, you know, physically my body eating well and exercising, um, building a a yoga practice that I love and, and, and eating clean food. So it's just been a wonderful journey. And I think wellness comes from all different aspects. Um, and I love teaching those healing modalities to other people, especially when it involves what's going on up here in between our ears. Yeah. And, and I know in, in chiropractic, yeah, I love when you say between the ears, because in, you know, in chiropractic, 80% of uh, subluxations for those who have no idea what that word means. Uh, I teach it as miscommunications uh, in the, from the brain and the body. Uh, but you know, uh, in, in, and it's just one of those things where our thoughts and our emotions just play a huge role. I love what you share here. There's a ton of a ton of great stuff here. Um, I love the identity thing. I wrote down identity on my notes here because it's it's one of those things where I think in every profession we get caught up in, like in chiropractic. That's my story, just like yours. Um, thinking, oh, this is how a successful practice looks. This is a, the things we should be doing. Here's, you know, the patients we should be seeing, and and all these things that are just uh, thrown in our face as students and programmed in a sort of certain way that when you get there or get close to there, want to get there, all of a sudden you hit there and you're kind of like, yeah, maybe this is not, or this is not what I really want. I'm burned out. I'm stressed out. I'm overwhelmed. Um, and I love how you turned it back to, I need to take care of me. Mm-hmm. And would you say you're a lot more for feeling more fulfilled now? You feel more inspired now at this time in your life? Oh, every single day I'm fulfilled. And I, I always like when I was in chiropractic and just in, in consumed in it. That's what they, that's what they said, right? Quote unquote, they, <laughs> that like, yep. if you're doing that work, you will be fulfilled. And I just, I never, I never felt, I mean, I had moments of feeling that, but not anything that lasted. Um, and, uh, I was like, well, there, like, there's gotta be something else. There's gotta be something. And, you know, because of all that pressure, like I really never felt, um, authentic. I kind of felt like a fraud in practice. I don't know if you felt this way too. Like there's so many coaching programs and like everyone says, do it this way and do it that way. Like I just lost my identity and I did it everyone else's way. And like a hodgepodge of, you know, do this and do that. And like, by the, after doing that for so many years, I didn't know what was mine and what was theirs. And I, I really just was like, 
I don't, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> um, and I totally reinvented my practice at that point because I like literally could not do it anymore. I love um, it. And oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, and that led to this journey of like soul searching and finding out. Like, I think the most fulfilling thing is it's not necessarily in the work that I'm doing every day. It's in the fact that, that I know that I'm being authentic and that I'm just doing the next thing I'm being called to do. Um, and like really getting clear on what that looks like. Um, I think that's the most fulfilling part is like, I don't have it all figured out. My life's not perfect. Um, you know, my business isn't exactly my dream business, but it's fulfilling because I'm following that calling and it's true to me and not anybody else. And so that's been the most fulfilling part, I would say. I love that. And there's so many people out there that don't like, they'll rather just get, they get stuck in that aspect instead of breaking through and say, no, I want to, I always say, beat, beat, what is it? Beat to your own drum. Listen to the beat of your own drum. Yes, exactly. And it's, mm-hmm. you know, you're creating your own rhythm of how you see life and how you want to see a fit. And I love that. Um, one of the things I harp a lot on my podcast is I always talk about like the, the you know, you talk about everyone I ever asked that question to always talks about a dark moment in their life mm-hmm. of what they went through, how they hit a bottom. Um, do you look back at your life now and kind of say, thank you, God, or thank you, whatever, so much for that experience. Because I know when we go through it, it's never fun. But when we pass through it and we learn from it, we look back and I don't know if you feel this way, um, but do you you look back at those moments and you're like, man, I am so blessed that I've had that in my experience. Yeah. I mean, um, I mean, I remember the day, like the day things switched for me. I was laying in my bed. It was a Sunday and I had been depressed for like 10 months and I've, I'm not a depressive type of person, but no. the events leading up to October of 2015, just the whole year just kept getting worse and worse and worse. And it was almost unmanageable. And, you know, what I was up to in my practice too, was a, a layer of that. And, um, yeah, I was just like going through the, the worst year of my life. Um, I felt like the only solution was to pack my bags and move away to Mexico and ditch my husband and stepkids and ditch my practice and all of that. Like I thought that was my only solution. Um, and I was actually three days away from getting on antidepressant medication. If you know me, um, I'm not someone who takes medicine. I've been to a medical doctor twice in the last 15 years. So I'm. it's not that I'm anti-med. I just don't want to be dependent on meds. And I was like, literally, the only thing I thought would help me was either moving away or getting on antidepressant medications. And I just, I had this like, um, come to Jesus talk with myself. And I was like, okay, I have a choice here. Like I can get up and take action or I can succumb to this medicine and I'll never get better. I'll just numb these emotions that I'm feeling. And I really didn't want that. So I made a choice. I said, okay, I'm going to crawl myself out of this. And that was the beginning of me mending myself well. So it's now through like my pain and my struggle that I'm actually able to teach people from example. Like I get it. I know how you feel um, and you just have to take the next step. Um, And so, yeah, I look back at that time in my life. It was really hard, um, but I'm so grateful for it because my mess turned into my message. I love that. My mess turned into my message. That's a good one. Um, <clears throat> so now that you, you've gone through this change and everything, you know, and, and success is a different def- definition to you. So what does the success look like? What is it to you now than it was before? Um, 
Success, I would say to me, has four parts. And this is what I teach my coaching clients. So um, first, I think that you should define and find out your own authentic self, like discover your authentic self. And then once you know what authentic looks like and feels like, then you can get to this level of thriving where you feel like you're just like, you know, fulfilled every day. You're thriving. You're like happy. You're joyful. You know, there's obstacles, but you're like past them. You're, you're able to overcome any obstacles that come your way. And then once you get used to doing that, it's then you start experiencing this new level of freedom. You don't feel so tied down. You don't feel like so. you have to be so hard on yourself. And then once you get through that, then you're at this level that you're actually able to shine your light and you're able to be your authentic, thriving, free version of yourself. And by doing that and being that, you give a permission. You give a permission slip to other people to do the same thing. So you're you're shining your light and you're spreading your joy and you're actually able to be your authentic self and help a lot of people along the way. Thanks. I, I love that. Um, is that a, a poem from uh, Marianne Williamson right there at the end? Liberate your life to uh, free free other give the people the opportunity to do the same. Oh, if it is, I have no idea. I knew who she is, and she's a phenomenal um, author and speaker. But um, that was just something that came up. Uh, I I have a coach too, and we talk about shining our light all the time. So somehow that's you know there there really isn't any new information out there. So um, no, it's just never recycling it. Exactly. Or you, yeah. I always say we're changing it into the way we want to, how we understand it, and how we want to express it. Now, I, I love that quote. It's one of my favorite quotes. That's why I was like, as soon as I heard you say that, I was like, you, you let your light shine. And when you let your light shine, you liberate others to give them, I'm mm-hmm. sorry, you give them the opportunity to exactly do the same thing. So yeah. I love it. And, yeah. and that's this, the type of work you're doing. I mean, it is so needed in our world today. So needed. Um, a lot of stuff we do kind of crosses over, but it, it's, it's a great thing because um, there's so much lack of fulfillment, so much lack of not having that voice. I mean, would you agree on that level? Do you, do you notice that? Um, being a chiropractor, I mean, that's the gift I always notice is like, we see a lot of patients and, and you can, um, as I have really hard, I have, I connect with my patients like they're my family and I get to know them and get their vibe. And when I know that, I kind of use it as like my little gauge to understand like, oh, this is where people are. This is kind of an idea of what I'm seeing. Do you notice that also yeah. on your end? Oh, yeah. And I don't know about you if you have any um, empathic tendencies, but being an empath, like you're taking care of people and you're trying to help them in one area of their life by adjusting their spine, um, but you can't help but notice the other pains in their life, um, emotional pains, um, physical too, but so many of us are just carrying around old wounds from our childhood, bad marriages, um, you know, things, and they just add up unless we're constantly working on clearing them. And so I think that's also the pull that led me into this work was that chiropractic, I can only take them so far but the, the most painful misalignments are in between our ears. And I want to, I really wanted to help find an avenue to help people with those. Um, because yeah, it, it is, um, you know, you can read self-help books all day long, but if you're not having that, um, that experience, then, then it's kind of like reading a book on learning how to meditate. 
you can become the expert and tell any teach anyone how to meditate. But if you don't actually practice it yourself, you're not going to know how what that's supposed to feel like. Um, so yeah, it's full circle. Um, the type of work I'm doing, it's like anyone can you can get your spine adjusted by anyone, but it's what's up here. You have to be your own doctor. You have to be your own detective. You have to be your own physician in helping you uncover those, those painful misalignments. <laughs> I love it. That is so true. in in, in so many ways on, uh, uh, just so many aspects. I, I always, you know, what you, as you're stating what it's in the mind, I always, I, I phrase it like, um, what's in your mind, how, whatever you see and how you, whatever is inside that mindset that you have, it's telling your eyes what to see. So it's kind of like mm-hmm. a filter and you're kind of just having like this tunnel vision and you just experience life in that aspect until you go break out of that and go through the mold and do the work working with someone like Dr. Jenna here who can help in that process. Um, I love that stuff. Really good stuff there. Um, I know you've asked me this question on your podcast, so I was going to bring it back and have you ask it. And you may have already answered this question already. Um, but it's one of those things of what does mend yourself well mean to you? And I kind of, oh. you kind of gave us some gist of it. I would love to just have the listeners hear exactly your, your take on that. Cause I love the mending yourself well. Yeah. So, I mean, it really can mean so many things. Um, but so my first podcast was called pursue your potential. I think we're all here and we all want to like, maybe not all of us, but so many people I meet, they want to get better and better. I mean, who doesn't want to get better in life? But I don't feel like you can pursue your potential until you mend yourself well. And what that looks like is is really becoming, like finding those, those things that are missing in your life um, and finding those aspects of you that are not healthy from bad programming when you were a child or an adolescent or getting over those pains. Like you cannot be well if you're carrying around baggage from your whole life and you can't be whole either. And so mending yourself well is like, it's this journey. It's, it doesn't happen overnight. Um, and then it's also the fact that I say mend yourself. Well, it's like, you have to take responsibility for it. And that was one thing in chiropractic was that people were coming to me and I felt fully responsible for their outcomes, their health, but then I would adjust them and then they would go home and be a couch potato or they wouldn't eat good. Like if you want to be better, you have to take full ownership of that. So it's like this, this gentle invitation, but also a demand at the same time. Like you've got to do it yourself. It's a journey. Hold my hand and I'll, I'll show you the way. Um, but yeah, it's your responsibility. If you want to be whole, if you want to be well, if you want to be happy, healthy, more vibrant, pursue your potential, whatever, take this journey, like, and don't ever stop. Um, that's really like, it could be so much more. I could go on and on. Um, that's in a nutshell. That's what I think of when I think of mend yourself well. And I love how you say take responsibility. Um, it's yeah. one of those things in society I see a lot of people just don't. We like to point fingers, push it away. And, you know, as I, I always share, like, you know, we are the creators of our life. We are at the end of the day, everything comes back to us. And so if you're not going to do the work, you don't want to mend yourself well, you don't want to do those types of things. You can have the best of the best coaching, the best of the best chiropractor for whatever it may be. And, you're just not going to uh, excel at the highest level you possibly can. 
Yeah. Totally agree with me there. Yeah. It's kind of like, you know, do you, it, it's like the easy route, but really if you, if you don't do the work, it feels easy at first, but like living the rest of your life, uncomfortable and unhappy, like that's not an easy life to live. Um, if you do the hard work and invest in yourself, um, then the rest of your life will be better because of it. So it's like, do the hard work now or suffer later. <laughs> I had a conversation, uh, with a friend who's, uh, um, potentially looking to feed. This, this relates in a sense, how you said you do the work now, you're going to pay and suffer later. I think of that as money terms too. Cause it's like, if you do the work now, you're going to spend the money, invest in yourself. Now it all works out. You're going to be better, happier, more fulfillment in life. And then at the, you know, you live that throughout your whole life or you don't do any of that. And all of a sudden you have all these issues coming up and you have to spend money on those just to try to keep burning, taking the, um, putting the fires out in a sense. And I was, and so I, we were talking about raw food for dogs. I, I feed, I have a, a pit bull. We feed him uh, raw food and some people go, that's really expensive. Like, you know, I always go, well, yeah, but the other side of the story is I'm investing in my dog's health and I, it's going to save me all these headaches down the road. And so at the end of the day, I either spend it now over a period of time or I just have to patch up things down the road and never really get to seeing what his potential is and how mm-hmm. much he can live to his best. And so, I don't know, it's a little digress there, but I just, when you were saying all that, I was just thinking of this conversation I just had uh, yesterday. But yeah. I'll return. Um, go ahead if you, I'm sorry. No, that's awesome. Like, the same goes to you. Like, put, put in good fuel now in your body or pay the, pay the price later, right? Totally. And the same thing with the mind. I always talk about, I don't know if you say this, but I always say mind food. You always want to put good food into your mind um, and you'll get good output. But if you do put bad food in your mind, you get kind of bad output. Yeah. That's why I don't watch the news. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about it. Um, so you, so you went to this meditation retreat. Um, do you practice meditation now? Do you have like a, a routine or something that you do that really helps you be, uh, it helps you mend yourself very well? Yeah. So it's funny because you were my first guest on my podcast and this was January um, of this year, January, 2018. And I asked you, what's one thing you do that helps you mend yourself well? And you said meditation. And before you said that I had been, I heard that a million times. Like if you just meditate, that will change your life. And, um, and I, I got to this place where like, I had tried it a few times that I couldn't like commit. I couldn't hold, I couldn't stand still or sit still. Like I didn't know how to meditate. And, um, I actually took your advice, uh, seven months ago and I started meditating. Do I do it every day? No. Would I like to? Yes. Um, so that's one thing I'm working on. Um, but meditation has been amazing when I'm not able to physically meditate. I try to put myself in like this, uh, conscious meditation, like throughout the day, I, I don't listen to music. I, um, I might be driving and I'll just try to clear my head. And that's when amazing ideas come to me. I'm, I'm, I was born a creator. And that's one thing that made me a little uncomfortable in a chiropractic office is that like, I don't get a chance to create if I'm in my office adjusting spines all day. So that's why I moved to part-time practice so that I could do what really I'm being called to do. And so it's been this practice of really just getting really clear and listening to the calling. Um, that helps me mend myself well. Um, and then um, another thing is just like really 
learning how to just take good care of myself. I have um, Epstein-Barr virus. And so when I don't take care of myself, I totally suffer the consequences. And uh, just a few months ago, I was actually like doing all of these things and I was getting really stressed and I wasn't eating good and had my fair share of alcohol and definitely my fair share of coffee and all of these things. And (laughs) it led me to an Epstein-Barr breakout um, where like for three entire weeks, I was really sick. Um, Not on the outside, like not physical, like physical symptoms of sickness, just like chronic fatigue. All I wanted to do was lay in my bed barely had the energy to go to work. And um, that's when my husband and I decided to do a 21 day purification program. So it's like taking time for myself. It's so important every day, um, you know, whether it's a hot bath or 30 minutes outside getting some vitamin D. I mean, there's so many things um, that you can do to mend yourself well, but it's kind of like in any given moment, just pay attention to what you're being called to do. Like, listen to your body because it will first whisper to you what it needs. And if you don't listen to the whispers, it will start to scream. And so um, just learning to listen to your body and, and give it what it needs, whether that's physical or mental or time or a break or whatever it is, just listen. I love that. And I think uh, you have advantage on some people because like for me, if I get very stressed, I have a high resistance to it because I grew up in a very stressful environment. And so um, I don't know stress is really getting to me until like eight months down the road. And all of a sudden, a lot of things all hit at once. And I'm going, I guess I've uh, been stressed for a while. And I start reflecting and I'm like, Oh yeah, here's this, this is this. There's, and I start seeing all the gaps where for you with that, uh, I'm just saying a blessing and a curse is what I'm trying to share here. Yeah. It's more, it's more of one of those things like if I don't take care of myself, yeah, I'm going to be sick and I have Epstein bar and I'm just going to be knocked out. And it's kind of like a great gauge for you to kind of say, Hey, here we go. Um, kind of keeps you on your, on your point. In other words, it does help me keep, keep on track um, for sure. And then it helps me, you know, learn to, to eliminate those things in my life that are causing the stress in the first place. And that's, that's another thing I like to teach my clients and, and anyone really is like, look at your life, look at the things that are like robbing you of your energy and stealing your joy and, and feeling like you're point, being pulled in a million directions. Like really analyze that. Like, why are you doing all of that? Um, because you don't have to like, look at the things in your life that you really have to do and, and let go of some things that, are really getting in the way of your joy and your passion and your purpose. And I think it really, and, and again, I'll, I'll, I'm going to keep using that phrase, mend yourself well, because it really is. It's just taking that extra step to take care of yourself and honoring yourself in a way to say, no, this is what I need, or this is what I'm going to eliminate out of my life so I can focus more on um feeling better. I love how you use the word feeling too, because a lot of people think like, oh yeah, we're all stuck in this information era about thinking what's the best thing to do. What are the, uh, the, uh, next newest thing I have to do. That's going to be, give me X, Y, or Z instead of how about just focus and tie, you know, simple chiropractic principle, right? Focus within, get that going first. Usually it takes care of most things. Mm-hmm. Um, I still need some supportive stuff and, and whatnot, but it's one of those things just to, to tap in within self. So, Love that. Love, love, love that. Um, since you've been starting your meditation practice, uh, how, what have you noticed? What has shifted within you uh, from since you've been doing it? If anything. 
A lot of things have shifted. And I think the biggest thing, and it, it there's many examples of it, but letting go, um, you know, before I was just like holding on to everything and like constantly consumed about what everyone thought of me. Um, I remember a very specific example when I first started meditating is like, I just had so much tension in my body that like I tried to sit Indian style and like my legs like would not fall to the ground. They were just so stuck and tense that like, I could not, um, I could not sit Indian style. Like my legs just kept contracting back up and I was really paying attention to that. Like, what is this all about? And when I started the meditation and like clearing, I realized it wasn't just a physical thing. It was more of an emotional reason why my body was holding so much tension. And what I was holding was these ideas of what everyone would think of me because I'm starting this new message of podcasts. I'm trying to, you know, change my career a little bit and, and change my identity. I'm so worried about what everyone would think of me, especially on social media. And that I like recognized that that was the emotion I was holding in my inner thighs. And that's why I couldn't close my legs. And I just meditated on that. Like, it's okay, Jenna. Like my body told me it's okay. You can let it go. And that was the first time, like I had this release of like, Oh, and since then, like the amount that I care, what people think about me is like dwindling it like day by day, um, because that used to rule my life. So much of, of my life was ruled about the fear of what people would think of me. You can't accomplish anything when you're so wrapped up in that. Um, so that was probably the, the one really cool example, but there's been many examples um, that I've noticed since meditating, but just letting go, just letting go of stuff that you're holding on to that you don't even realize. Letting go is a very powerful thing to do. I must say it's uh, letting go of ideals, belief systems, you know, as you said, I, I you know, people, please, people pleasing or caring what other people think, you know, and that, and always making sure they have a positive image of you instead of you being who you desire. I could totally relate to that. Uh, something that meditation has helped me a lot with too. Um, but I don't know if you ever heard the quote, like if you care about what other people think, you end up being invisible. Yeah. That stood out in my life many times. And it started to be like, no, I got to, I got to be more, how do I let that uniqueness of me shine? Yeah. And uh, definitely it sounds like the, the whole meditation, mending yourself well, it just definitely blossoms all that. I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, couple of questions I like to always ask is just a couple of things. Like if you could share a message to your younger self 10 years ago, what would that message be? I think it goes back to letting go, but um, really like the bigger message um, and it, there's a few, few ideas that come to mind, but they're all like one big message and it's really letting go so that you can follow your heart, trust your gut. And then, you don't have to have it all figured out. Like when you let go, because when you're not letting go, you're trying to control things. You're trying to control the outcome. You're trying to control people's perceptions. When you let go and you trust your heart and you're listening, you then get the answer of like the next step. Cause you don't have to have it all figured out. You don't have to control 
all of the little tiny micromanaging all the details in your life. Like when you let it go, you just take that next step. And that next step will always come to you when you're open to receiving it. And you can't be open to receiving it when you're so stuck on the outcome. So like, I wish I would have known that a long, long time ago, like not being so um, attached to outcomes and how I would control things and just letting it go and flow, flow with life. Like when you're at that place, I, I feel like life is flowing in my favor now. Before I just felt like everything was forced and tried to be managed and, and, and we can't do that. We can't do that ourselves. Um, that's what God is here in the universe. Like it's, the outcomes will be so much better when you just let go. <laughs> I love it. It's so true. Um, I, I, I had that lesson hit me because, you know, understanding about the body and chiropractic school and all that, you know, you, you think about all the things the body does within like a couple, like within one second, mm-hmm. you don't worry about it. You just keep going with life and just focus on whatever it is you want to do. And I think uh, universe is the same way or God's the same way where it's, it's looking at all the intra- intricate little things that have to come all together and I always say, it's just like, hey, don't worry about that. You, you, first of all, your mind can't even fathom it all. So just focus on whatever it is you want to do and just keep doing it. Um, yeah. Very powerful message there. I love that. Definitely. Another great question I have is I like to ask is, if there was one book you could recommend to the listeners that has transformed your life, what would it be? Just recently, I finished reading for the second time, The Surrender Experiment, Experiment by Michael A. Singer. Okay. And it's like ties in to this letting go of, um, you know, he just wanted to be a hippie in the woods and meditate all day long. And what he did, he started this surrender experiment and he just surrendered to everything that was presented to him in life. And he built this amazing, you know, multi-level um, million dollar company. He helped millions of lives. I mean, um, you know, his plan of, meditating in the woods and just hanging out turned into like this amazing life and legacy that he left behind. He's also the author of the untethered soul. I think a lot of people have heard of that too, which I just started reading. I'm almost done. Um, so between the surrender experiment and the untethered soul, Michael Isinger has just so many great things to share about, you know, he talks about meditating. He talks about surrendering, letting go, being, being one with the universe and just seeing what the universe has in store for us is it's always better than what we could have ever planned. That is so true. And Untethered Soul is a great book. I read it a few years, a couple years ago, no, a few years back now. And uh, I love it. It's uh, it, it, it speaks to uh, your soul in an essence. So that's, that's definitely a book I have to check out, the surrender one. Jenna, how can the listeners get connected with you? How can they reach oh. out to you? So many ways. I mean, I'm all over Facebook and Instagram. So Instagram, you can search me uh, at Mend Yourself Well. You can do the same on Facebook or just search at Dr. Dr. Jenna Zellers, Z-E-L-L-A-R-S. Um, my website, www.mendyourselfwell.com. Um, everything I have going on is always on my website and uh, I have lots of free stuff on there too. Um, so that's always a great resource. And, uh, if you have any like specific questions or you want to connect directly, you can also email me at support at mendyourselfwell.com. 
Awesome. And before we go, I know you have a, a retreat coming up. Do you mind discussing just a little bit about that? Oh, I would love to. Um, just this morning, I was meditating on the retreat and um, working on the program. It's about four months away. It's going to be November 8th through the 11th. It's three, uh, four days, three nights. I'm renting this beautiful, amazing, um, super awesome house on a lake in Hot Springs, Arkansas. And we're going to spend that time there um, I'm calling it the Discover Yourself Well Retreat, um, but it's going to be so much more than just discovering yourself. It's going to be overcoming those things that are holding you back, that baggage that you're holding onto, like learning how to really shed that um, and see what's possible for your life when you're when you're living without all that baggage. Um, and then learning how to shine your own light and follow that calling that's that's been on your heart. So I'm super excited and pumped about that. It's going to be a very intimate group. Um, so yeah, if your listeners are curious about that, definitely jump on the, the website, mendyourselfwell.com forward slash retreat. And um, it's going to be what we talked about today. We just scratch the surface in this last <laughs> 45 minutes. So the retreat's going to be just, like I said, it's going to be an experience where you actually are experiencing those steps you have to take. So then you're fully equipped when you go back home on Monday to recreate yourself, to let go of all those things, to really step up into that new state of your life that you've been called to show up at for a long time. Um, and to become authentic, thriving, and free so you can live a wonderful, fulfilled life. I love that. And, yeah. and listeners, you'll have all this stuff in the notes. So um, no worries. Just check out the notes there. You'll have all the connections on how to connect with Jenna the, and the four-day retreat and so much more. Um, Jenna, I want to thank you for being on. A lot of great stuff shared today. And uh, it, it was a pleasure having you on. This was great. Thank you so much for having me. Well, until next time, keep rocking and rolling. Thank you for listening to the podcast. For past shows, please visit www.empoweryourreality.com. I hope this show inspired you and added to your life to help you on the journey to rediscover who you really are. To connect with us on Facebook, please visit www.facebook.com forward slash Dr. Vic Manzo. Check us out on Twitter. The handle is DrVic21. Follow us on Instagram, www.instagram.com forward slash DrVicManzo. If you were inspired by the podcast, pay it forward by sharing it with someone who you know can benefit from it. Thank you again for listening to the Mindful Experiment podcast, sharing paths to help you rediscover your infinite potential.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. If you found this episode to be inspirational, pay it forward by sharing with someone that you know can benefit from this. If this is your first time tuning in, please follow us, connect with us so you don't miss another amazing episode. Until next time, keep rocking and rolling.